Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Time for a new episode. So let's see, what's to drink today? Well, this is thick. Oh god, it's an episode about thick and liquid? Oh, well, this is delightful. It's like alcoholic chocolate milk. So I guess it's an episode about cream liqueurs. Okay, sure, let's do this. Time to have a sip of something creamy and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser, And I'm Christopher Walker. We are That, that intro Casey. sounded better in my head. <laughs> it sounds fine, more suggestive than I initially realized. Yeah, it's pretty suggestive. That's because uh, you guys just go there with stuff. <laughs> is it? Is it? It was unintentional. Like, half of the, the, the things in there that I afterwards went, oh, were like, Oh, I did write that. That wasn't how I meant that at... Oh. Too late. <laughs> it's because we're 12. It's too late to do anything now. Sorry, Brittany. Eh. Yeah, we are... Uh, I took it to mean <clears throat> the liquid. <laughs> we are sans Casey again. This keeps happening. Hmm. So the three of us yeah. will, will soldier on. It's okay, well, we have you a know, cat. Casey has, Casey has to go on adventures so he can come back and regale us with them. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Because we don't get to. <laughs> Although you'll get to, Bob, at least last, next month, so... Mm. No spoilers. Yes, sorry. So everything's fine. I'm. I'm. Nothing is coming up. What adventures have you been on uh, recently? Uh, whole lot of work. I haven't had adventures in banking. Had, yeah, no, I. I haven't had much, much chance to do much of anything at all. Really. Um, I. I, I keep missing cool. Uh, cool drinking events that are happening in Lexington because. They happen on Saturdays. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, this one wasn't, wouldn't have been in Lexington. Apparently, they were having a some kind of beer event in Louisville today that my friend Justin told me about. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. What is it? Saturday. Son of a bitch. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, doesn't always work out. But I've got... Uh, I've got some... I'm drinking to style for the first time. It, well, I'm drinking to style for today's episode, and I forgot... How much I enjoy what we're what we're drinking today. So right, it's like a. I feel like it's universal, but yeah. we can get into that a bit more later. Do you want? But you guys, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's see. This morning, uh, I went to a release for the first time in a couple of months, so I've uh, been uh, holding it, holding off on a lot of things. I've got to really want a release. I'm like maybe one a month. If and that that's if I don't talk myself out of it. I've been good about talking myself out of things. But we, I, I couldn't resist with uh, 
going to Urban Artifact one. It's Urban Artifact. And uh, they were rolling out with uh, their newest, well, not newest, but uh, this month's Midwest Fruit Tart, which is a peach. And it's good. Mm. It is very good. So, uh, but the line share was excellent. I could regale you with full lists. Uh, I am jealous because uh, I found someone who bought a Big Bad Baptista from the same place I did. His was not infected. Uh, Isn't he just the Dickens? Yeah, because I was like, oh, did you get yours from X location? He's like, yes. And I was like, it's probably infected. And then he got all sad and he's like, well, let's find out. And he opened it up and it was just fine. And I was like, well, mine was infected. I was like, granted, they sent me all kinds of goodies to make up for it, but hmm. other way. But they did not send you another big bad Baptista. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Important they did not. Note. <laughs> I did not get to. I did not get to drink a big bad Baptista. That is not fun to say. I feel like <laughs> that's, it's a, that's it's a tongue mess, twister. I meant to mess you up. So, uh, and we were celebrating our wedding anniversary this week. I think so. you got to celebrate more than I did in that yes. you had bourbon and I couldn't. Because well. <laughs> Again, it was one of those semi-planned, not really planned things that just seemed to revolve around us, that we uh, got married on the solstice, the summer solstice. Oh my god, I remember that day. It's a billion degrees. We were st- we were stupid. We were just trying to keep with the solstice theme. <laughs> no, and it was fine. But it was a but billion it was outdoors. Oh, I know, because every picture I have still makes me mad, because my face was like, pract- like, all my makeup was like melting off and nobody told me. And I was just like, guys, I had stuff to fix this. <laughs> You're talking to a bunch of guys who didn't notice. Pretty my much. my my side of the wedding party should have noticed and did nothing. Okay, uh, <laughs> you can be mad at them. Yeah. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> Fair. But yes, to celebrate, I had a single barrel uh, barrel pick that a store in the area did. Uh, I bought that. I can't remember how long ago, but it was also signed by uh, Wheatley, the uh, master distiller down at Buffalo Trace. And so I had to crack that open for the anniversary and let Brittany smell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brittany, you can, like, swish bourbon around in your mouth and then... No. No. No? That just feels no. like a waste. <laughs> well, then you feed... Then you give it to Chris, baby bird style. <laughs> baby birds Ugh. give out bourbon, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, like, as I was saying, like, that's, that's one of the grosser things I've ever thought of. That's terrible! It's awful! <laughs> Why? Uh, beyond that, the one thing I did get to enjoy is we did go see Incredibles 2 uh, last Sunday? It was terrible. Question mark? Because you, you spoil this for me. I've, Not spoiling anything. I know anything. where you live. I'll, I will find you. I'm just saying I really enjoyed it. I think it was as good as the first one. and which was It was as good as the first one. You should wait till it comes out it's on terrible. video. It's, it's not worth going to see in theaters, people. Just... Don't even bother. It says those who do not have it list. in the movie draft. <laughs> don't, don't even, just don't, you need to just go see, uh, see the Avengers again. That's a movie where your money's best spent. <laughs> That's. We all need to see Avengers so, for a fifth time. Someone was telling me this weekend, they went to go try to watch Solo, and for some reason they couldn't make it. I, I think like something wrong with the theater, and they went, they're like, well, I guess I'll go watch Infinity War instead. And I went, good choice. <laughs> Fantastic choice. <laughs> good job. I don't have any dog in this fight. <laughs> Not at all, but uh, I guess we could say, speaking of dogs in the fight. Indeed. Welcome to your BT Movie Draft Minute, presented by DiamondClub.tv, for the week of June 18th, 2018. I'm your host, Big Boys Jay. They always say don't try this at home. 
So, I'm coming over to your house to try it. But first, let's go to the scoreboard. Team Walking Drunk is in last place with $48.9 million. Team The Bond Squad's in fifth place thanks to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's $58.6 million debut, bringing the total to $183.1 million. Team Ritual Misery's in fourth place with $376.1 million. Team Game Night's in third place with $137.1 million. Team Movie Party's in second place with $662.2 million. And in first place yet again, it's Team Have a Drink with $747.1 million. That's your Movie Draft Minute. Big ups to Nashcom for tonight's music. All totals accurate as of June 23rd, 2018. Nice, Nashcom. I love the second they say, like, what? I was like, I'm digging this song. Yeah. And then the second I hear Nashcom, there's Jamaican air horns, and I just go, Perfect. <laughs> He needs to put out another album. Yeah, I know. We, I still have the last one, but I'm just like, come on. We wore that one out. So so what was that? I, I caught, what was our? 747. We do not have the lead we used to have, guys. Ooh. Two weeks ago, we had a double lead from the closest competitor. Right. They are now within 100 mil of us. But it did go up from last week of ours, because ours was at 730 something, because it had Look, gone we down. All, we all knew we weren't winning this. You're, we're going on the strength of, like, one movie. Essentially. <laughs> Look, we've enjoyed our lead. Yeah. I Crazy mean, Rich Asians will take us the rest of the way. If we come in second, I'll still be, like, pretty happy because we've lasted this long. And I've got to keep looking up, like, when the hell Crazy Rich Asians comes out in theaters. It's late. We've, we've got to go watch it, don't we? Yep. Because it's going to be amazing, and everyone should. August 15th. Everyone, oh, August like, August fifteenth. You got to go see Crazy Rich Asians. That's that's near the end of the draft. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that late in the. Yeah, uh, that'll be the last influx we get at the very end. If uh, if nothing else, though, it's going to be a very uh, pretty movie because it's it takes place in Singapore and it's like this big extravagant wedding and all that. Like that'll be really pretty to watch. The last time um, I watched a movie that was a wedding, and no, that was in Shanghai. No, was that Singapore? Hangover 3. Oh, that was Bangkok. Uh, that was Bangkok. No, they end up in Bangkok. That was not where the wedding was. That's not where they're... Wait, that's that's 2. 3 was back in the... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's oh. Right. No? Yeah. See, I got nothing. <laughs> I can't even remember. Yeah, 3's when they go back and Yeah, yeah, you're right. But uh, thank you to Big Voice Jay for sending um, yes. the movie clip, because yeah. that's amazing. Big and Jay. also, yes, Neshcom and the music, freaking good job. Um, just saying, and put out a new album. National Treasure and Neshcom is the also, best com. Yeah. So, did anyone else, uh, since we're just talking about Diamond Club stuff real quick, catch the uh, Father Robert Balasar throwing the diamonds? He up does it on all the time. Fox That's... News. It was it Fox. Was News? it on Fox? It I was on it, like CNN. It, yeah, it was on... he did that like years. He did that years back uh, when it was still when when uh, NSFW was still a talking show. Talking just yeah. like. Bam! Like throws it up, and it's just like that. Because he's talking like you know, maybe it's like some sort of, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, Father Padre S J. Because he's just he's I don't he's awesome. He's just an awesome person. That's he's in he's to. in Rome now, right? Uh, I don't know. You know, I follow him on Twitter, and I haven't seen anything. It's weird. Well, he was like I saw a whole big thing that he was leaving Twit, and he was going to Rome because oh. he's a Jesuit priest, and yeah, hmm. got to take orders from that. I, I was mentioning it to somebody. I was like, is he going to be? Is he going to be the the? Uh, he's going to be the the uh, uh, tech support for the Vatican. Like, <laughs> That'd be awesome. Possibly. Uh, well, and that's that. Actually, it's weird to say this because we're not huge fans of the network anymore. But it's it's kind of sucks that he left Twit. 
because unless it's temporary, I don't know. Um, but uh, he did the hosting for Windows Weekly um, more and more instead of Win- uh, St- instead of Leo doing it. That's actually one of the few shows I still like besides the Android show um, because mm-hmm. I like the t- other two hosts, Mary Jo Foley and, and Paul Therott. Yeah. Um, so I like the Windows stuff. Mm. But anyway, yeah. Um, so uh, last announcement I think uh, that we have is the next episode. So the next episode of this show is going to be live next Saturday, June 30th. God, we're already at the end of June. Uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern, covering MASH Chemistry. So, of mm. course, Casey will be here for that one. <laughs> yeah. Casey will return. There's a, a beer science episode there. All right. Beer, 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 beer. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think we have some bad news. Uh, yes. Did you feel that this, that disturbance? This is a case where like no news would have been better news. Yes, but did you feel that disturbance in the force, as though thousands of barrels <sighs> cried out at once? You got out instantly. See, silent. I didn't look for that clip. I'm We're sorry. Instantly silenced. It's over nine thousand. Everybody, let, let's go ahead and pour one out for all those barrels that are no longer with us. Into your mouth. Straight into your mouth. So, well, I guess mine's from the same company when I'm pouring. So that's great. So. Uh, thousands, thousands of whiskey barrels crashed into a massive heap Friday when a large selection of decades-old storage warehouse collapsed at a distillery in the heart of Kentucky bourbon country. The damaged warehouse at Barton's 1792 Distillery in Bardstown held about 18,000 barrels, and it appeared that up to half the barrels inside were affected, the distillery's owner said, by affected, they mean uh, in the picture you can clearly see half of the building is just gone and laying in a big heap, and it's a big heap of wood and barrels. It looks very sad. However, <laughs> They're so young. They were. They were quite young. Although, I keep looking at that going, you know, a lot of those barrels are still good. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them, like, just crash into pieces. Maybe, um, maybe we can salvage some. Uh, hopefully they can. So uh, we are assessing how many... Is it many... like bruising the gin? <laughs> yeah, bruising bruising the whiskey. We are assessing how many of the impacted barrels can be recovered, uh, said Amy Presky, a spokeswoman for Sazerac, a Louisiana-based spirits company. A mix of various distilled products at various ages were stored in that warehouse. No cause had been determined for the late morning collapse, but no one was injured. It could be days or weeks before the company fully assesses damages to the warehouse built in the 1940s. At this time, we do not know which Barton 1792 brands or uh, customers will be impacted. Mm. The collapse won't affect normal operations at the distillery. It expects to be open for tours uh, Saturday, which is the day of this recording, and to resume normal business operations the following Monday. Wow. Uh, the distillery began its normal seasonal shutdown for repairs and routine maintenance last week. The collapse will not affect bourbon production once the distillery's summer shutdown ends. The distillery is near a waterway, and officials were checking on whether any whiskey had spilled into it. Initial water samples showed no signs of contamination. Uh, Nelson County Emergency Management Director Joe Pruitt had said uh, the structure has a 12-foot uh, basement to help contain spills. That's something you don't really think about a lot, you know. If... Chris, I'm going to go there right now with a crazy straw. <laughs> Let's get down there now. You can save this. 
That was something I usually hadn't considered when you're like, well, yeah, oh, no, all the whiskey. But no, it's gonna, it can leach into the actual water supply, the groundwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that is no bueno, no bueno, to have uh, groundwater carrying a proof. <laughs> is it? I mean, not for kids. Plants aren't going to enjoy it, that's for sure. Yeah. Plants are going to love it. <laughs> it. Alcohol is not what plants crave. Hmm. Don't you lie to me. They want alcohol and electrolytes to get recover. <laughs> Officials from the Kentucky Department of Environmental Protection went to the scene and distillery workers took a number of steps to minimize any environmental risk. About half the structure holding the rest of the barrels was still standing. Um, A spokesperson for the local emergency management agency, Milt Spaulding, had said, uh, engineers who arrived Friday were looking, trying to secure what was remaining and trying to contain what had fallen. Bardstown Chief... Uh, Fire Chief Billy Mattingly uh, was saying crews have been working on the warehouse earlier in the week. So, possibly. Well, I know why. But as soon as you said chief, I went, Wiggum? No. (laughs) No, not Wiggum. But uh, so work had been uh, recently done on the facility. So maybe someone had done something to cause this. Or it could have just been the age of the structure. Uh, No one really knows yet. But no one was in the building when it collapsed. So, no one was hurt which is very good. Uh, Kentucky's Mm -hmm. bourbon sector is in the midst of a more than $1.1 billion boom that includes expanded production facilities, more storage warehouses, and new tourism centers. Kentucky distillers have more than 6.6 million bourbon barrels aging, according to the Kentucky Distillers Association, but the warehouse collapse Friday uh, was the first for Pruitt to have overseen. Uh, We've had some warehouse fires, but I can't recall having a collapse uh, the Barton Distillery, established in 1879, includes 29 storage warehouses and 22 other buildings, according to its website. So, one storage warehouse uh, <laughs> out of 29, isn't that, you know, devastating? Still, no, but it is breaking into uh, the, the ratio of barrel per, per, per capita. It's breaking, so I was looking at that, it's like, well, that really kind of hurts our numbers, because there's, what, uh, a barrel of bourbon for every person living in Kentucky? Hmm. Uh, if those numbers they gave you are correct, there is a barrel plus. A barrel plus now? When, we've been wondering on this show, how do we collect, as Kentuckians, how do we collect <laughs> our barrel? Indeed. Uh, they go on bourbon ages for years and charred new oak barrels where it acquires its color and flavor. We we all know that here. And yeah, it's just giving you Bardstown. It's about 40 miles from Louisville. And then a reminder, Sazerac, which was affected in this, owns Buffalo Trace in Frankfurt. Which I always forget. <laughs> and Buffalo Trace also makes Pappy and Weller and... Important things. All the bourbons <laughs> that people claim them for. <laughs> Weller. The bourbon of choice for certain weddings. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, yeah, this story, it's extremely sad, but uh, you're probably not going to see any actual, like, this isn't going to affect what's available on shelves. This isn't going, like, you don't need to be running out and, you know, stocking up on any of the uh, Barton 1792 stuff. Yeah. It's, the price isn't going to go up. It's, it was just a blip. Because, I mean, you have to think about what Heaven Hill saw with the fire, and that did not affect 
affect the markets that yeah. drastically. It is odd. You really don't hear about collapses. You'll hear about the fires, but collapsing well, warehouses is strange. They happen because Buffalo one is Trace. More striking. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, visually, we have the picture. We can see of this, and then there's the footage you can go look up of the Heaven Hill fire, and that is it's like intense. It, yeah, that is extreme. It is emotional to watch. It's it's missing someone screaming, "Oh, the humanity!" <laughs> oh, the burbanity! <laughs> By the way, uh, every citizen of Kentucky is uh, could get uh, one and two fifths barrels of bourbon. All right. Well, um, it's. It's not going to affect things the way anyone thinks it's going to. I've already seen some posts uh, around, like on subreddits and things, where people are like, "Oh, I got to run out and grab your Barton because it's going to go." No, it's not going away. It no. will. It'll be there. Don't you worry. Fine. This. Who knows how much longer these barrels would have had to mature, uh, or even what was in there because it was mixed. And they do. Sazerac does a lot of things other than big time bourbons. So yeah. I, it may have been a warehouse of stuff you weren't even ever going to touch. Maybe it's a warehouse of vodka. In which case, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> which, well, they probably wouldn't be putting those in barrels. Probably not. Yeah, yeah there may have been rum. Hmm. Could have been Admiral Nelson, a warehouse of Admiral Nelson. <laughs> well, anyway, um, untapped. <laughs> let's just go to untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, up! Never mind. That's all the badge. Let's go back to the. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look, there were very few badges that weren't just beer weeks again. So. No, it's fine. Well, you can make. Uh, make it a blonde summer. Guinness blonde lager. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, actually, I, haven't, I don't think I've had one of their that blonde lagers. I'm not going to say all right, but it's, it's definitely it's better a than beer. the IPA. Yeah. Oh, it, God, yes. Anything's better than that <laughs> nitro IPA. Ugh. Well, the weather is heating up, and it's time to get those summer vibes rolling. Light up your grills and get the steaks, get the steaks sizzling. Mm. And grab a crisp, cold Guinness blonde lager it's a perfect warm weather companion look i'm just saying i drink regular guinness at a barbecue <laughs> goes well with dessert goes well with everything um make your summer a blonde summer with our friends at guinness check into one guinness blonde lager between uh june 25th and uh, september 25th oh, wow. and you can unlock a make it blonde make it a blonde summer badge that goes for a while <laughs> like literally the summer mm-hmm. um and then some well, that's fine. Yep. I mean, it's not the first logger I would go for, you know, but whatever. Uh, what is the first logger you would go for for your for your summer barbecue were you to have one? I, I guess it wouldn't be a logger. I was going to say, no, which which local logger do you want me to, to shill for right here? The new Braxton, uh, what is it they call it? Garage beer. The Braxton Garage beer, which is just a mm-hmm. plain Jane, good old easy drinking logger. I wouldn't go for a logger. I would go for... Like the Founders All Day IPA or um, uh, Mad Tree Soul Drifter, which is local. Uh, yeah, or, you're eating something big and fatty. You're going to want something light and crisp to kind of yeah. pair against that. And so, as much as I hate to admit it, the Yingling Summer Wheat is actually really good, too. So Okay, uh, maybe what, move on. What would yeah. be good to drink at Fenway if you were going for a game? <laughs> so speaking of things you'd actually want to reach for, uh, Samuel Adams. <laughs> Uh, Always have, a good decision. Yeah, they have a nice pretty badge uh, for Beers of Fenway. Samuel Adams is the new official beer of the Boston Red Sox. We're all shocked about it. Bringing the spirit of New England brewed beers back to Fenway Park. Fans have uh, fans visiting the park will be treated to two new bar areas. 
the right field roof deck, which is called the Sam deck, and beneath the third base stand, lovingly called Sammy's on third. You can expect to partake in classic Samuel Adams beers like Boston Lager, Summer Ale, and Rebel IPA, as well as the recently launched and highly anticipated Sam 76. I do still want to try that. I, I, I just liked my ti- the timing of my cheer. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. You just uh, start listening to beer names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ball games and beer are a perfect summer combination and a brand new badge to the mix, and there's no way you can lose. Check into one Samuel Adams Boston Lager Summer Ale Sam 76 or Rebel IPA while at Fenway Park. <laughs> Must be uh, as a location on your check-in, by the way. Between June 22nd and August 22nd. And the Beers of Fenway badge is yours. Good long while on that one as well. But I don't think I'm going to be making it to Fenway. Probably not. No, probably not. Um, A side note uh, for this. It says, also, once you're done checking in, enter to win the ultimate Boston baseball experience. Text Sam's Baseball to 24587 or visit the website. um, And you and nine friends could win a VIP tour of the Sam Adams Boston Brewery and a Red Sox game on the Sam deck. Can I sign up for that right now? So you gotta get the badge first. It's a qualifier. Aww. Yeah. I don't think that you have to. Oh, never mind. It's open to legal residents of Connecticut, uh, Maine, oh, Massachusetts, so New, New Hampshire, people. Rhode Island, or Vermont, who are at least 21 years at the time of entry. That's dumb. <laughs> Give the rest of us a chance to win a trip there. Maybe we want to go to I'll drive up there. Like, it's I don't even like baseball. But I want to go to Fenway Park. That's we have cute. free tickets to a Reds game that we just won't even collect on. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It'd be a hassle to go down there. Because it's the Reds. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's the Reds. And hey, they're literally won, giving they, the tickets away and no one will go. They, they've won eight of their last ten games. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to add us on Untapped, uh, I am WalkerX42. I am Wanyam. Casey's not here, but he is Casey Price. Yeah. And then uh, you can follow me on there, though I will not be checking in for a while. It is uh, Spiced and Hoppy. But it will be lonely on that uh, that there page. <laughs> yeah, for a minute. Maybe I should just, like, toast some check-ins of other people for a minute. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, you can still be involved. Put, uh... Change the, your profile picture on Untapped to like an out of order sign. <laughs> I should. Or a back in five minutes sign. All right. Back well, in back in uh, ten months. <laughs> God. Uh, well, I believe we actually do have a topic to get into. Let me see if this clip will want to work devil for me. You say. We have a topic, mother liquor. You have a drunk Bailey's from a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. College was kind of a wild experience. That was uh, Old Greg, for those of you not in the know, for from a kids. decade ago. <laughs> That's what we're talking you about. kids who are legally able to drink now. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. Hello, Pre-show. darkness, my old friend. Pre-show was going, wow, those things that were viral videos that I can remember. We're so old. So old. The age. Well, let's start off making a little distinction. Uh, we're doing an episode on cream liqueurs. And a cream liqueur is an alcoholic beverage made from a distilled spirit that has been flavored and bottled with added sugars. That includes dairy cream. 
and generally uh, flavor and a generally flavorable flavorful liquor among ingredients like Irish whiskey, vodka, scotch, bourbon, or rum. Mm-hmm. Creme. Creme. Uh, is uh, is a liqueur with a great deal of additional sugar to the point that it's so it's close to syrup consistency. The term uh, refers. Uh, the term creme refers to the consistency. There's no cream added to these beverages. Uh, today we are focusing on the ones with dairy or non-dairy cream added. Yeah, because there are some with like soy and almond milk and you know alternatives, but we actually aren't covering those. Look, you get your nut milk out of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the histories of liqueurs, and it's <laughs> every time I see it. I'll pronounce it normally if I'm talking, but when I see it written out, I'm like, no, cool. I have to put a little extra. Yeah, yeah a little pizzazz. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the history of liqueurs can be traced back for centuries and histor- historically derived from herbal medicines prepared by monk. Mm. Like everything is. <laughs> Man, I want to get sick back in medieval times. No, I don't. No, no, you <laughs> I do not. Live. Immediately, no. <laughs> I want to live. Yeah. You'll just die uh, drunk. That's all that will happen. Well, <laughs> hey, look, there are worse ways. <laughs> At least you're not going to die, like, feeling that much. Uh, liqueurs were produced in Italy as early as the 13th century. One of these uh, early liqueurs is Chartreuse. Oh. Those are only the weird color in the crown box. <laughs> Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Uh, made by monks from uh, an ancient re- recipe, and the only liqueur in the world with a completely natu- uh, natural green color. Really? Huh. So does that mean absinthe is... Probably, One, I don't think absinthe not. is a liqueur. Oh, well. It's like its own thing, isn't it? Like I don't... It is... Well, let me do a little search, if you'll pardon <laughs> uh, the loud sound of typing. Uh, I know it's uh, garbage liquor made from worm root uh, <laughs> right. that they tried to fancy up with a sugar cube. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It just tastes like uh, black licorice. If you're into black licorice, you know, go for it. If you're into black licorice, go drink Jaeger. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> it has roughly the same kind of reputation. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, in Europe, as it did back originally in France before they started outlawing it. Uh yeah, it's highly alcoholic. It's forty five to seventy four percent ABV. So, yeah, absinthe is a little bit not in the liqueur family. It's a yeah. spirit, but it's like its own thing. It's a, yeah, well, it's well, a green spirit. We should uh, we, we should, should do an episode on absinthe. Someone, yeah, yeah add that to the list. I mean, we could do it just so you can watch me get angry for a while about <laughs> people being pretentious. You just play some clips from Euro Trip at that point. Oh yes. <laughs> to do it just for that yeah and then uh, that, so we can and then play... the intro we have johnny doesn't know um <laughs> yeah all right so in 1605 francois hannibal hannibal de estres estre got nothing estres <laughs> it hurts sorry that hurt me to do yeah. even as a joke uh, Estre, uh the uh, marshal of artillery for King Henry the Fourth, gave an ancient manuscript entitled "An Elixir of Long Life" to monks of a Chartreuse monastery in Vevey. 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 
question mark. <laughs> it wasn't until 1703 that a the complex recipe uh, contained in the manuscript was f- fully unraveled, and the first chartreuse elixir was made. I like to imagine they just kind of went, I don't know what we're doing to you. No, just screw it. I can't read Latin. <laughs> I just see them with potion bottles and things like that, you know? <laughs> Well, like yeah, the word that, elixir, I'm just like, huh. Well, also, like I say that, and I'm like, yeah, no, actually, a fair amount of monks and priests back then that didn't know Latin, despite the fact they had to give mass in that. <laughs> yeah, uh, because when you're just There's reading it, it verbatim out of, you know, a text, <laughs> you can... No, they weren't even reading it. <laughs> they were just, uh, nomine patres filias, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a scene from I Mon- don't know. Monty Python. Is it yeah. where they're just going up there and like, Oando Omni Flunkus Mortati, sit down. <laughs> maybe maybe medieval church services were much shorter than we're thinking. <laughs> True. All right, so let's get into some of these styles. Uh, so let's start off here with Irish cream. Mm. The one that most everybody's familiar with, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. While some of today's liqueurs have their origins in past centuries, there are others that are uniquely 20th century creations. Cream liqueurs. Uh, Irish cream liqueurs have a secret combination of two of Ireland's national treasure. Irish whiskey and fresh dairy cream. The first of uh, these... (laughs) You know, normally I would go, why would you do that together? But now it works. (laughs) Good job, turns out. Yeah. Uh, The first of these cream liqueurs was Bailey's Original Irish Cream. Bailey's Irish Cream originated in Ireland, a blend of fresh cream and Irish whiskey. Uh, It was stabilized so that it didn't need refrigeration. That's uh, the big key there, until you open it. Until you open it. Get it in the fridge. Uh, Then you gotta drink the whole bottle or put it in the fridge. Take your choice. Be a champ and just don't require refrigeration. Just finish it. It took the makers of Bailey's five years to develop a process that would keep the blend of fresh cream and whiskey from separating in the bottle. It you know, was, it's not the key to that. Pouring, uh, pouring Jameson into it, that'll yeah, that'll the, break that mixture right up. Or uh, adding uh, a beer to it, uh, it tends Ugh, to do uh, all three. You gotta ten, hurry. Just yeah, don't, you're on the clock. Yeah, yeah. Time is of the essence. You don't you don't sit around on that one. It was the first liqueur to combine cream and alcohol together in a manner able to allow commercial distribution. Launched in 1975, Bailey's is now sold worldwide. I didn't realize it was that old. I know. I, well, actually, I thought it would be older, but yeah, the 75 is still pretty good. In 1979, the first cases were sent to the U.S., so we had to wait about four years before it made it over here. And Americans immediately took to its luscious, creamy <laughs> richness, and soon sales of Bailey's Original Irish Cream were leaving such traditional after-dinner favorites as Grand Mariner and Marnier. Uh, Marnier. Grand Marnier. <laughs> Sorry, oh, <laughs> I don't know how to say the other one though. Yeah, Cointreau. Oh, sorry. Oh, Cointreau. Cointreau. Uh, far behind. Sorry, just just talking to the former bartender about how to say drink names. Yeah, I'll no. get that. Just <laughs> yeah. don't give me someone's name. Yeah. We'll give you a, a nice, impressive French name. <laughs> uh, Bailey's original Irish cream ranks uh, 15 in the world's top 100 spirits brands. I can see that. I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. So Irish cream typically has 15 to 20 percent alcohol by volume. 
Uh, with a proof level of 30 to 40, the brands of Irish cream include Bailey's, uh, Cremor, Cremor, Kerrygold, Carolyn's, Molly's, uh, Brogan's, St. Brendan's, uh, Cool Swan, Feeney's, and Mary's. I saw most of those when I was out uh, shopping for this episode. I, I <laughs> saw a few of those when I was shopping, and I was only in like a Liquor Barn Express. <laughs> I was about to get uh, some of the St. Brendan's, but then I was like, well, I think someone else has already got us covered on the uh, Irish On the Irish front. side. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about the Kerry Gold, and that's that Irish butter that they have in, yeah. in all the stores now. <gasps> I know. So I was like, okay, so this must be a big dairy or whatever. It's, the Kerry Gold is on almost every list of cream liqueurs. Probably like, a you have large, to try this one. It's so probably a large exporting creamery. They, yeah. have a, they have an Irish butter, so that means I can get a little buzzed while I'm making toast. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Quite possibly. But that stuff's like $6 a thing. Or you yeah. could just wake up and start drinking. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's simpler. But sometimes I also want toast. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> All right, the five largest manufacturers of Irish cream liqueurs in Ireland are, in no particular order, uh, Diageo. Surprise. Yeah. Big surprise, uh, because they own Guinness and everything several. Else. Yeah, like everything. They own everything. Uh, niche Drinks, First mm. Ireland Spirits, Terra Limited, and Mary's. Hmm. So Mary's, I guess, is self-owned. Yeah. All the rest of Good those... On uh, all the rest of those mentioned beforehand are owned by one of those other three, four companies just mentioned. The manufacturer of Bailey's Irish Cream claims the product has a shelf life of 30 months and guarantees its taste for two years from the day it was made. Uh, opened or unopened, stored in a refrigerator or not, when stored oh. away from direct sunlight and temperature between 0 and 25 degrees Celsius, which is 32 and 77 uh, Fahrenheit. They were not expecting the south <laughs> no, of the U.S. they were not. Uh, properties other than cream liqueurs may uh, may vary of other cream liqueurs. So yeah, uh, with Bailey's, yeah, the, you can generally run from those guidelines. But I've had uh, some forgotten about bottles turned to uh, cement. I think, oh, I think if like you live in Michigan, <laughs> like and and you you forget to refrigerate your, your bottle good. of Bailey's, like you're probably fine. It's best cold anyway. I don't know who else had some like room temperature Bailey's. Oh yeah, no, it's kind I, of a disappointment. I, Pop that bad boy in the fridge. Yeah, no, I put mine in the fridge uh, right after I got off. I, I picked it up right after work and then tossed it in the fridge before showtime. And I was like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, until showtime. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This <laughs> is the way to. The only time I could see it warm is if you're having like a like a Christmas drink or something, you know, and, and you're mixing it with something else that's already kind of that you know, so like like the hot buttered what, rums. What in a kind situation. of Christmas drink could we make out of this? Uh, I feel like <laughs> should there be like a cinnamon sprig in that? I feel like there mm, probably should be, yeah. right? Oh yeah, uh, I've seen that. that. Yeah, it's, it's like a cinnamon stick, and they'll put a little some, nutmeg on top. Some nutmeg on top. What what would you use to 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 fill it up though? I mean, technically, I would drink it with just that. Just that, yeah. Like that just that's fine. The straw, pour some nutmeg on top, and just go, just go nuts. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, you started the where my mind went was, uh, oh well, what would be an Irish uh, Christmas drink? I'm like, it's just a bottle of Jameson with a candy cane in it. <laughs> you could put a candy cane in the Bailey's, but ew, I don't drink mint, so. 
So that was when I was shopping for this episode, uh, did notice you can get eggnog all year round. That is weird. I mean, sometimes sometimes you just want a nog. And you can get uh, the pumpkin spice Baileys all year round. Ugh. See, Never I, mind. I just Take feel like that there are certain t- there are certain things that should only be in that season because that's one of the things you look forward to that season for, you know? You're going to have the Christmas and drinks. Then, and, and then there are certain things that should only never exist. Like <laughs> like pumpkin spice. Like pumpkin spice. Uh, I've just, I've, I've, I've had too much. I'm tired. I still like my pumpkin ale. I still like my dogfish pumpkin ale. Yeah, there's some, there the are others, some beers that are still really good at what they do for and it. And my pump can from Mad Tree. And they're not distributing it this year. So that means I'm going to be spending a lot of time up at that tap room. I I still like. I mean, I'm actually getting a little less on the pumpkin drinkable train. <gasps> I know, I know. I mean, I still like pumpkin flavored foods, but like the drinks are kind of getting overboard. But I know. Uh, but the one. What about your lattes? Well, I can't have the caffeine anymore. Anyway. Chickens. <laughs> <gasps> My, I still love that Red Hook pumpkin porter, and I know Red Hook's a, a big, you know, owned by a big brand or whatever. But that. The pu- so few people do pumpkin porters. It just makes too much sense. Whatever. Um, you know what else is owned by Big Brand? Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so other options and brands, as far as the cream liqueurs go, Buffalo Trace Bourbon Cream. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> uh, so Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky, makes an award-winning bourbon cream. According to their website, Boston... Or Boston. Bourbon Cream is handcrafted using Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon. You can enjoy it chilled on the rocks or pour it uh, in a cup of coffee for an indulgent after-dinner treat. Try the Buffalo Float, which is the adult root beer float, um, with uh, the, bro- uh, the bourbon cream and root beer, uh, which they oh, offer, of course, in their I free tasting. that right now. They do that at the end of their tastings. They yeah. offer that, and it's Gr- great. Chris, mail me that bottle. I need to get to work. <laughs> Um, the liqueur is rich and sweet. The smooth taste of Buffalo Trace um, per bourbon complements the creamy vanilla flavor. In 2018, their bourbon cream won bronze at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. and really was a prestigious f- competition. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was, a f- <clears throat> Excuse me, was a finalist um, for the uh, great value category at Ultimate Spirits. That is a case. <laughs> Sorry, that say. sounds funnier in my head. Like, like Walmart had a category. <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> So it was, um, when I was looking, I was really surprised to find that the uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon cream was actually the cheapest of the bourbon creams. There aren't, the there aren't that many bourbon creams, The rest of them are, like, it? premium it, price. No, it's no actually, there's a lot. Oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't checked was, in a while. It was on the cheaper end of stuff, but I knew Chris had it, so I had to go buy <laughs> Bailey's, which more expensive. Weird. Because yeah. it's in demand, I guess. Possibly, but you'd be really surprised at the amount of bourbon creams that are out there, and that market has exploded. That's just in like the last five years. Well, it's smart. There, there like, was a lot more on that shelf than I thought there would be, and I was kind of yeah. like, "Oh, oh, oh my!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just prancing through the aisles at that point. Um, next up on the list is uh, another. I, I totally forgot about this, by the way, when I was making the doc, and I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> one of the first two things I thought of." Um, Kahlua. Uh, so the story of Kahlua begins in 1936, uh, which is much older than I thought it was. Um, four guys decided to go with their gut feeling. One of the guys had a great idea. This is obviously from their website. Uh, two of them forked um, out rich and tasteful Arabica coffee. And fourth was a chemist who turned in the idea into a reality. 
Kahlua is crafted from the finest ingredients that grow side by side in rural Veracruz, Mexico. The actual word Kahlua has ties to ancient Arabic languages and is said to be slang for coffee. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, in 1955, the White Russian is invented in Oakland, California. Thank you, uh, Oakland. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the one, one good thing Oakland has given us. <laughs> uh, so one day, these milky cocktails with Kahlua at their base were popping up all over town. A classic had been created, and in the 90s, Kahlua became a popular drink to decorate movie scenes with. That's very true. Oh. Uh, Kahlua was... Good movies. <laughs> Kahlua was Fantastic featured... Fantastic movies. <laughs> Man, my throat's dry. Kahlua was featured in dozens of movies, <laughs> series, and silky, songs. Silky and creamy to coat the throat. Uh, the White Russian may have played uh, the biggest role co-starring in movies that were unconventional for the 90s, which is, for some reason on their website they don't specifically mention it, but obviously if you've ever seen The Big Lebowski, <laughs> White Russian is like one of the, the you know, it's a bit parts. It's, it's its a, own thing. It, it, the White Russian is its own character. It's as much in that movie as John Goodman is. Yeah, that's... Pretty much. Uh, but when looking for a nice clip featuring it, there's not really a lot. There's just him saying... It's him co- drinking it. It's just him drinking it. That's all they are, him making them. And that, that are saying Caucasian, which <laughs> we, we came to know is slang for a white, Russian. a white Russian. This is awesome. And apparently there's also a black Russian, but I don't there remember is. what goes into it. Uh, you just don't put cream. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. Uh, it's it's no no black Russians exist. It's that's also not how I meant that to sound. Um, well, so from your experience, how many like how often were people coming in ordering a black Russian? Never, never. No one ever asked because nobody one. knows what that is. Like it's weird. I I knew what it was because I'm looking through a a, a drink rolodex. Right, going, right. Well, that's neat. It's also how I learned the difference between a a gimlet and a uh, martini. I've told it on the show before. Who can remember? Nope. Not I. Nope. <laughs> well, a martini will get a cocktail olive. Oh. And, oh, not Gimlet. Sorry, a Gibson and a and a martini. I misspoke. Either way. So, any idea what the, the, the difference is for the, the Gibson? It's a cocktail onion. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I remember because I had the same mental image of, like, the little onions on spears for some reason i would try that no i wouldn't i like onions i've had to make them and i'm like i hate onions i I hate them as well i want nothing to do with that drink but uh, i think Brittany would love that Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) all right right, what else do we have in here we're talking about other things i may not want anything to do with we've talked Uh, about uh cream liqueurs made with irish whiskey made with bourbon whiskey made with kalua's with rum mm mm-hmm so, uh, what other kind of liquor is going to go into making a cream liqueur? You got you, you to do the dance. It's just, you hear it, and everyone turns into Pee Wee Herman. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the Tequila Rose is a silky smooth pairing of rich strawberry cream. Liking the sound of the so far. The thrilling bite of tequila. You nope. lost me. Nope, nope. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Combining tequila with strawberry cream was the first drink of its kind to pair cream with anything other than Irish whiskey. <laughs> More than 20 years later, Tequila Rose remains one of the world's best-selling strawberry cream liqueurs. Because well, I can't imagine there's a lot of other ones. <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're when you number one in your niche, yeah. 
Uh, tequila Rose is best served as a chilled shot, but there are countless ways to get your rose on. That's yeah. a lot of the wording that was on the get website. Get your rose on. I'm, yeah, like I read that. I was like, that's from there. That's mm-hmm. from them. Yep. Uh, mix it in. Uh, mix it in everything from killer cocktails to adult milkshakes, or use it to add a slightly strawberry kick uh, to cakes, coffee, or mm. cocoa. I like the I milkshake say, idea. We used to make uh, when you make a mudslide, uh, oh. a frozen mudslide. Uh, we would use Kahlua coffee and uh, vanilla vodka. Hmm. And then you drizzle chocolate all around uh, all around the glass and put that into a, a you know put your your wherever you need your ice cream or whatever into the blender and then pour that into the glass and there you have have the milk sh- uh, have the uh, the the mudslide. That sounds good. Uh, also, pour some chocolate in there to make it a little bit darker, but it ends up being pretty pretty solid. I don't know. I don't think I want tequila in that. I think if you mixed the like on the milkshake thing, I think that sounds cool, but you'd have to put other stuff in it, you know? Like you can't just have like the tequila strawberry stuff. Yeah. Hmm. It was also really difficult. I thought there would be like one for each spirit, it seemed. Could not mm-hmm. find anything on vodka cream liqueur. It's like unless there's a recipe, like you can make your own, like mix X vodka in with, you know, your own cream stuff but that's it like that's just i it's odd i guess i thought there would be more of those so. yeah it's mostly yeah you, know, you take a take a cream liqueur and add it to your coffee so you can get a little alcoholic bite without uh yeah without having without an actual drawing, Irish. A, drawing too much suspicion i mean you can just pour bullet directly in your coffee <laughs> or you could just pour bullet into a coffee cup and, <laughs> and people don't know you're just walking around drinking whiskey <laughs> I mean, they'll know eventually. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 too hot. Burn my throat. <laughs> I'm useless without my morning cup. <laughs> All uh, right. Um, we do, well, we do have a, a list. Um, some nice things here. Yeah, from Paste. Yeah, Paste Magazine's a, good, uh, a really good resource. And it's a, it's a smidge older of a list, but I think it's still pretty relevant. Um, they were they were trying to aim for... I like the, the title because they're trying to aim for, like, so you know about Bailey's. <laughs> But here's some other stuff, and it says four cream liqueurs that aren't Bailey's, and there is one also in here that actually because the first one is <laughs> first but, one is Bailey's. Yeah, the the first one is the Bailey's pumpkin spice Irish cream liqueur. Um, I do kind of like the little picture of the baby pumpkin. It's like filled with the Bailey's, and oh, yeah, that's, that's cute. a good idea. <laughs> I also like that this list gives you the pricing. Yeah, that's true too, which is probably still pretty accurate on the on the price. That's that's about that's about what yeah yeah. Um, it's close. Um, I'm, I don't. I'm not going to go through like the descriptions and stuff. But basically, uh, there's the Bailey's pumpkin spice, uh, that Kerry Gold, which we mentioned, Kerry Gold Irish Cream, which I'm I'm very intrigued about now. Like I want to try to find Par- it somewhere. Apparently, a world it took home world's best cream liqueur at the 2016 World Drink Awards. Oh, so that's kind of cool. An auspicious honor in the world of cream-based spirits. I'm I'm really intrigued by that one. I bet it's like. Hmm. I don't know if it's. I, I wonder if it'd be creamier than Bailey's, you know, because it's like it's an actual like dairy like creamery place. Well, if I was to be afraid of another <clears throat> cream liqueur, I think I'd be afraid of the one called Magnum. Yes, this one. God, that bottle. Uh, so the bottle. Just, so ask yourself, punk. You feeling <laughs> lucky? <laughs> it it 
it's a howler. The bottle of it is a little refillable howler. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it looked like one of those old milk, milk bottles. Cans, yeah, yeah that's milk what cans. it is. Um, so I actually, I'm actually going to do the description on this one because I'd never heard of this before. And I'm really intrigued by it. <laughs> um, so Magnum is uh, the Scottish approach to the cream liqueur. Oh, has it got scotch in it? That's what I want. Yes. Uh, peat. Uh, combining Speyside, which I've never heard of that um, distillery, but Speyside single malt scotch with Dutch cream. Dicky uh, Dutch. I this sounds to make just a fine. Boozy decadent drum. It um, also comes in cool looking metal canister. <laughs> that got that got Russian. Yeah, yeah, it say, was drifting was not... that way. <laughs> it it quickly became McBain. <laughs> McBain, yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, I'm intrigued by the the cream with scotch because I feel like that would be like you'd get some maybe smoky flavors and stuff. Um, yeah, I really want to try that now. Uh, the next one is Carolina cream, so it's made. It's actually made in South Carolina. Carolina. It's called Six and Twenty. Um, Nothing good ever came out of the Carolinas. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that there. Uh, so it's it's actually a blend of the distillery's five green bourbon with spices and rum based cream. I don't know how you even do that, but sure. Um, and then the last one is bespoke bourbon cream. This one is from New York, uh, up up New Upper New York. Um, produces a range of spirits. Um, gotcha. <laughs> uh, the base this of this bourbon cream is bourbon, obviously, offering a uniquely American taste in the cream liqueur category. Uh, the bourbon is combined with cream liqueur and some uh caramel coloring Uh, i don't like that damn yankees (laughs) and carpetbaggers yeah like honestly up until like the last one everything sounds fine like sounds okay i'd i'd want to try it but really i want to try that the Kerrygold and the 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 magnum scotch one pretty badly (laughs) i have never seen that on shelves but then again i'm like well how often am i looking at the cream liqueurs i guess yeah, it's not something you really look at that often. Or at least we don't. Does anybody else want to take the recipe? We actually have a recipe yeah, for making your own. Yeah, I was actually pulling own. that up because they've got a, a recipe here of how to make your own Irish uh, cream. What could go I, yeah, wrong? Irish cream. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> um, yeah, it says... Uh, I'm trying to scroll down a bit for it. It says, uh, <laughs> Ingredients. One five hundred and uh, sorry, seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle of Irish whiskey. The whole thing. Check. <laughs> Eight and three quarter ounces of milk chocolate. Fine. Yep. Uh, Doing good. Two fourteen ounce cans of sweetened condensed milk. All right, makes sense. Uh-huh. Two twelve fluid ounce cans of evaporated milk. All right, still makes sense. Yeah. Two. One, uh, two half cups of heavy cream and one quarter teaspoon of instant coffee granules. This sounds ah! rich. <laughs> I I just pour, pour a small amount of whiskey into a large bowl in the top of a double boiler. Oh, because oh, oh, the chocolate. Okay. You got to melt it, yeah. Melt chocolate, stirring constantly until smooth. Mix melted chocolate with the whiskey in the, uh, in the bowl. Uh, gradually stir the sweetened condensed milk and the evaporated milk. Stir the cream, instant uh, instant coffee granules, and the remaining whiskey. 
This sounds pour, great. <laughs> pour into three 750 milliliter bottles, steel, uh, seal and store in the refrigerator. Best if kept at least one month before using. Huh. Uh, to uh, to serve, shake bottle well and serve in small glasses over crushed ice. Because unlike Bailey's, uh, you have not uh, discovered the secret to keep it from separating. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So the cream and the whiskey will separate. Huh. It sounds really good, like it, but it sounds like a variation of, of Bailey's. Like, does it? I mean, does Bailey's have? There is no coffee. Cof- there's no yeah. coffee in Bailey's. There's, there's no coffee in Bailey's. But yeah, like I, the recipe like sounds good. Just like there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> there's right. no coffee in Bailey's. All right then. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's my bad joke. That's all right. All right. No, uh, I've never made a bad joke on this show, Chris. Never. It's <laughs> unheard of, especially on this show. Puns? Never. Never. Poop jokes? Couldn't happen. All right. right. Uh, I was unaware of exactly how many liquors were used in all the liqueurs. And, like, yeah. for cream liqueurs, it's like, yeah. well, when you stop to think about it, yeah, it does make sense. I completely forgot that Kahlua was rum. <laughs> I, don't I know forgot how. that today was the fireworks day at uh, the local um, uh, minor league ballpark. Because I'm wondering for a minute why it sounds like Denang out there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're like, oh, we're under attack. I was unaware it was Tet. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it the Vietnamese New Year again? <laughs> <sighs> Wow. All uh, right, uh, let's uh, get into what we're drinking. Indeed. Drink with me, friend. Let's move into a new segment before before Bob offends someone. Uh, so, yeah, I've been drinking Bailey's Irish Cream, uh, although I found a special container to drink the Bailey's. Oh, I believe that is a shoe. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. you are indeed drinking Bailey's from a shoe. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Now uh, this is uh, Bailey's Irish Cream. Uh, it is seventeen uh, percent AB, uh, ABV, uh, and which <laughs> when I was younger it seemed like it had more of a bite than this. But no, no, I've been drinking this thing the whole show. Going, man, when's this going to take hold? <laughs> Yeah. Normally I'm looser by now if I'm drinking something like this. Oh. Oh, it's only 17%. I've had beers that are this strong. Yeah. Which you can uh, feel much faster. Yeah. But, that said, it's alcoholic chocolate milk. Yeah. No, that's delicious. <laughs> it's it's delicious. It. You know how like we went back and we're like, oh, man, Guinness isn't quite as good as I remember. Uh or in some cases, this isn't Guinness isn't good at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this this is just what I remember, and it's still pretty good. Hmm. That's comforting to know. It has been a long time since I've had any Bailey's. Yeah. Uh, when I first time I had Bailey's, I remember trying it. I think I was at one. I think I was at an apartment of yours, Chris, and I had said. Uh, I think me and our friend Matt had tried it, and we just both looked down and go, 
where you're going to find us dead in the gutter with this whole bottle in our hands. <laughs> I believe it may have been the same time uh, when you all had your first Guinness, which was uh, flat from my fridge. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> hmm. How can you tell when a nitro is flat? Oh, you can tell. Uh, oh, you could tell. <laughs> okay. Is a thing. So, all right. Well, I have been drinking another beverage discussed on the show. I have been drinking the Buffalo Trace Distillery Bourbon Cream. Hundred percent achievement rate on on drinking this style, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. It never happens. So, it's made by Buffalo Trace with Buffalo Trace Bourbon. It is a cream liqueur coming in at 15% ABV and 30 proof. And I will say it is so good that uh, neighboring competing distilleries okay. will uh, tell you to go get some. <laughs> a, we've talked about that before. And we went to uh, Woodford. We went to Woodford and at the end of their tasting, because they don't have one, I, I think they're working on one. But uh, she was like, so we don't have one? And then she's like, but go down the road a little ways to Buffalo Trace, and they have a cream liqueur that even the tour guide's like, I have multiple bottles at home, and I can't get enough of the stuff. Mm. It's like, it's fantastic. I, you know what? Here's the thing I want. Uh, I'm giving a challenge to someone who's who's possibly listening. Casey, I need you, at the beginning of the next episode, tell us your favorite liqueur, mm. your favorite cream liqueur. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because I'm, now I'm just curious. But I am. Uh, I've been doing the uh, floats, the little alcoholic mm. floats with uh, when you put the root beer in. I could not find the McGillicuddy's, which is what they use at the what yeah. they use. They make it. It's from Sazerac. It's just uh, a root beer, and uh, they have their own, which is I, you can get six packs there at Buffalo Trace. But I could not get hold of any here, so I just had to use a regular root beer. I, I wonder, didn't know that was a thing that was being made, and so I was like, man, I'm just going to drink it straight the whole day, and it's like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, just so jealous now. I wonder what that would taste like with that awesome Abita root beer. Oh, yeah. The game, she has changed. Uh, yeah, see, it's, uh, it's all about the quality Casey, product. Get some, Casey, get some of Casey's root beer. and mm. Oh, yeah. Some the of birch his, beer? Uh, some birch mm-hmm. beer, his sarsaparilla. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 That was a little strong for me. <laughs> nah, it's just right. <laughs> all right. Well, I think this is an episode we all actually enjoyed. Like, I learned something. Like, I really didn't know the difference between cream and creme liqueur, honestly. <laughs> Brittany, are you implying there are episodes that we don't enjoy that aren't wine? <laughs> <laughs> that aren't wine? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I was like, oh. I, uh, no, I half know. Half of this, I was like. by how much. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like stuff that we got to talk about that we're just like excited to talk about anyway because it's <laughs> it's stuff that we've all had and we're like yeah, um, yeah. but yeah uh, I think it was a good episode. Um, and then you know I'm really intrigued about making uh, my own cream liqueur at some point. I feel like next time I'm up, that's going to be a project we should work on. Ooh, that's a good Christmas thing. Just saying, mm-hmm. or like New Year's or something. Uh, Winter yeah. episode. We'll get baby's first drink then, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> Need a little longer. This is that. how I get not invited back to your all's place. <laughs> Gotta let him develop those kidneys a little. <laughs> and the liver. Um, oh, no, right. we, we, we can get him one of those. <laughs> we know a guy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we know how that works. 
Oh, geez. Okay. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> that does it for this episode. So remember, you can visit us at haveadrinkshow.com. We've got some useful links on there. You can uh, look at um, info about us, like at our untapped profiles and whatnot. And you can look for Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv. And don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the, use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. You know, you could mail us. We don't. I'm not going to give you an address. That's, I'm going to make you work a little bit for it. But <laughs> I'm sure you, you know. Send it. us a letter. If if I get one, going to be surprised. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'll read that out on the show. I pull. I'll, I'll copy it over into a scroll. And... Surprised and creeped out at the same time. <laughs> All right. Look, I'm always creeped out. <laughs> well. All joking and fun aside, guys, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. And we still have, I don't know why you'd still be listening at this point, but we have uh, a few patrons who have not uh, emailed the show with their address to claim their free stuff. We oh, have yeah. free stickers. Uh, about half of you have, and we wanted to get those out to you, but we made that promise and then realized, oh, wait, we don't have access to that. <laughs> we don't have your addresses, turns out. So if you want your free stuff, uh, send an email to the show email with your address, and we will get that stuff to you guys, to the patrons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so check us out next Saturday again for that uh, science episode. Uh, we're going to be live uh, on twitch.tv. Remember to check out patreon.com, uh, as mentioned slash have a drink show once again i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier and i'm christopher walker we'll see you guys next time bye bye drinking baileys for my shoe <laughs> watch your tongue mother liquor. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>